You're listening to the Personal Development Through Martial Arts podcast, the podcast where the world's highest personal development experts and martial arts masters come together to empower and inspire you to become your strongest self and live the life that you truly want. Join host Bogdan Rosho, author, public speaker, and the founder of the first personal development through martial arts school in the world in the podcast where you become the hero. Hey guys, what's up? I'm here with my friend Tiberio. Hi guys. And uh, in today's episode, we're talking about fulfillment and success and how you can be more successful and actually enjoy your life rather than just chasing after the, the money. Awesome. Uh, Tiberio is a friend. We uh, used to be um, in our school. We were training privately. Yeah, yeah. He was actually becoming pretty good, but then he stopped, right? <laughs> I think I had to go away. Yeah, yeah. I think he had to go like um, you. You left abroad or something like that, right? I think something so. Like yeah. That. Awesome. Tiberio, uh, for the people who don't know you, tell us a bit about yourself. How you started out? I I know your story, but and he does have a very interesting story. And yeah, just about your journey overall. Well, thank you. Um, there's a very big connection between personal development and my personal story in business and in online marketing. I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own company. I'm also uh, an online marketer. And um, I actually decided to, let's say, focus my online marketing business in the business of personal development as well. Mm -hmm. Because when I was a kid, probably around 2008, 2009, I saw that movie, The Secret, right? right. And that movie is like, whatever you think and feel you can attract in your life and starts giving you principles about how you can become a better person, how you can become a happier person, how you be can become a wealthier person mm -hmm. by learning how to draw your, let's say, your inner potential. And I loved it and I'm like, okay, and I tested it and it worked. And then I got uh, an opportunity to work with some people from The Secret, like Bob Proctor, and I ended up working Bob Proctor's company. Yeah. And then I found this passion for online marketing and I found that I'm pretty good at it. So I said, okay, why not combine this personal development industry mm -hmm. with my passion with online marketing? marketing yeah. And because from my point of view, what we're promoting and what you're promoting through your podcasts are uh, teachings or information that can empower people, right? Yeah. So exactly. like, why not make a lifestyle out of this? And now we have um, some online communities about, around you know, motivation, uh, the law of attraction, in between, I would say, Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook, I think we're about 5 million people now. Mm, nice. Which for me is yeah. great because, you know, uh, of course, when you do online marketing, you also have a good income when you're doing it on a professional level. Mm -hmm. But you're talking about fulfillment. Knowing that you're doing something that at the end of the day actually helps people yeah. and getting feedback from thousands of people that what you're doing is helpful matters, you know, gives, gives meaning to what you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's very important and I, I think, I feel like you also need to have a very good balance between the two because uh, you might find yourself in the space where a lot of healers are, where they're helping a lot of people but they're very reluctant to allow people to invest in themselves in that sense. Mm -hmm. So how do you find balance? That, that would be like my next question. How do you balance the two? How do I balance? Between, uh, uh, you know, giving and uh, helping people. And actually 
owning a business? Okay, yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of taboo and a lot of talk about, let's say, paying for information, right? Because mm. we're talking about this. Let me tell you something. I think I'm the, well, I don't know many people that invested more money in the person development than myself. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, just last year, uh, I went to a lot of conferences and I probably invested more than $30,000 in the conferences. We actually we actually saw each other after like three years, right? We yeah. saw each other in from, the Tony Robbins uh, Tony Robbins, yeah. In London. That was fun. That was it was fun. fun. It was worth it at the end of the day. Yeah. Let me tell you something about pain. When I got into the secret and personal development every I was crazy. I was a fanatic. Yeah. I was I was like one of those guys you want to stay away from because I was just crazy with this information. I, if I would hear someone like talking negative stuff, I'd be like, don't talk negative, be positive. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a bit on the other extreme. Yeah. But then I would buy books and I would give them to friends. And no one would even read the book. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. And then I remember I was, I was 19, I had a job, and I remember getting uh, an email from Bob Proctor, my mentor, and he had this digital product that was $200. Yeah. And my salary was 400 bucks. So I kind of like, I was like, okay, well, should I invest in this? Should I not? Like, should I like, you know? I know what you did. So I did I it. Did. But let me tell you something. When I got that program and I knew the amount of money I paid, yes. the amount of money I paid had my commitment attached to it. Because normally information that's free, you don't take, yes. you take for granted. Information you pay for, usually kind of like, do it. If you go to the gym and hire a personal trainer and, and pay and pay more money, you're gonna feel obligated in a way to go and to do it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I feel what you're saying. And um I feel that you know it's the same with healing and with martial arts. Um in my case, like when when I started training martial arts in Crete, mm -hmm. I knew that I was I wasn't gonna stay there, right? I wasn't gonna live in Crete. So to me, every single second mattered. Mm -hmm. So I was like all in, like 100% in studying everything. I was the only person in uh, my uh, teacher's uh, school who bought all the DVDs, all the Grandmaster's DVDs, and I was studying at home, right? So, and, and I had like, I had the least money because I was a student, right? Yeah. And, and abroad. And the bride, exactly, right? And because of that, because I, I uh, gave so much value and so much uh, importance and I had such a commitment, just like you said, you know, like, I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing today. I'm, I'm, it allowed me to help people in the manner that I'm doing it today. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. I and I'm even sure that statistically, like, out of 100 people that were in that school, I think there's less than five that actually have their own school of Wenchuan and personal yes. development and martial arts that have their own online community. And you have it, why? Because you're passionate about it, but you were willing to invest. Yes. Because if you want people to listen to you and you want people to follow you, you want to make sure that what you do and what you say is based on something, on experience, on study, on, you know, on facts. Yeah. And how do you get this? By investing in yourself and by actually doing what you have to do to get to where you I want actually, to go. I actually love it, you know, when I, when I get like a person who, you know, comes for like the basic training, right? But the, the amount of money they're investing is actually like a bit out of their comfort zone. These people are going to come and they're, they're going to be there. They're going to put in the work. Oh, 
For sure, of course. But let me ask you something. When you started out, right, when um, before hearing about The Secret, did you know that you had something inside of you, like like this this voice that you were capable of more, of doing more? Or, or was it triggered then and there when... Uh, <laughs> when you found the secret well this is this is how I was perceiving myself before getting into personal development. I always thought that I'm a smart guy and I'm always thought I always thought that I can be competent and I can mm -hmm. work hard mm -hmm. so when I came to Bucharest, I got a job in uh, in video production in media yeah yeah and yeah. this is how I was thinking back then I said I'm gonna get a job there even if it was like a very like I was the driver and I was putting the video equipment together that's how I started but I was thinking if I go there I'm gonna find really cool people I might meet stars I might meet business people yeah. and then I can get them to like me based on you know enthusiasm and hard work and so on and maybe I can climb up the ladder so this was my philosophy back then mm -hmm. without having any personal development but when I got into the secret and actually it's interesting because my boss told me to watch the secret <laughs> And my boss told me to watch the secret because I asked him a question. Yeah. We were interviewing one of the richest people in Romania, a multimillionaire. Mm -hmm. And this is interesting because we grew up with so many paradigms or so many limiting beliefs about money and rich people. I thought that rich people are evil, you know, money is bad, they're corrupt and this and that. And what happened was when we were interviewing that guy... I was the person in the back. I was behind the cameras. Yeah. The person came and he shook hands with everyone in the team, including I mean, me. Was he like very humble? He was very nice. Was very nice. A very nice yeah, guy. Yeah. And and see, this is what happened. My mind had a bit of a conflict. Yeah. Because here are all my beliefs from my upbringing that rich people are bad and this and that and they're arrogant and disrespectful. And on the same, the reality was showing me this guy actually came and shook hands with him. And during the interview I was observing him, I was like, what makes this guy special? I could feel like a different vibe, a different energy. Mm -hmm, and then mm -hmm. I went and I asked my boss because I really wanted to, I needed, I really wanted some more money. I wanted a better life. So I'm like, boss, how did this, how did he become so successful? And he said, watch The Secret. Yeah, so when I yeah, watched yeah. The Secret, I think that I already had a set of, let's say, ambitions and a good uh, confidence about myself as, you know, as an intelligent person, let's say. But when I saw The Secret, I realized that I can use my thinking on a larger scale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I realized that all the goals I was setting for myself, because I had goals back then, were very small, were very limited. Because I thought that we are limited as people in a country that's oppressed and ex-communist and so on. But then when, when Bob Parker started telling me that you can be whatever you want, want to be, to you can whatever achieve whatever you want to achieve based on the level of thinking that you have, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, let's give this a try. And I did, and it works. Did you have like any moment? Oh, yeah. And I'd like you to to share like the story of um, of you when you decided like, okay, screw it, I'm gonna go to the states. You had like no money, you had nothing. Yeah. You, you were something like, if I need to swim the Atlantic, I will. Yeah. Mm. Well, first of all, I watched that movie, you know, The Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah. You know, with Will Smith. Smith. Mm -hmm. So, and I think this is just me. I was actually watching that movie, and that guy is trying to sell those. Machines, right? Yeah. Those equipments. Yeah. And at one point, he ends up like staying with his son. In the bathroom. In the bathroom, in the, in the subway. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to do that. You know what? Like, I'm young. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would be willing to go and sleep in the subway if, it, if that's what it takes to become successful. 
So what I did is, um, and I, I was actually, um, I was actually back then I was actually very connected to Bob Proctor's company because we had an event with him in Romania, mm -hmm. and actually attended one of his courses to be, let's say, a certified coach by his company. Right. And I just moved there. I moved to the U.S. I wrote to his company. I said, I'm going to come here. I don't need anything from you because I can sell your programs in the U.S. Yeah. I said, in case, just in case I need some help with a visa, can you help me out? That's all. I didn't ask for a salary. I didn't ask for anything. That is so powerful. I, I had like, powerful. and I had some money. I had like $3,000. Mm -hmm. But $3,000 in the U.S. will not last you very long. Yeah, and yeah. I was in Miami. And I went to a conference and I was staring at the Marriott because that's where the conference was. <laughs> And I was like, like your accommodation was 200 bucks a night, right, you know? Right. And at, at a certain point, I got an opportunity to talk to Bob Proctor about being in his team. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, he's like, what's your plan? So, well, I'm going to be your best salesman. Mm -hmm. I knew that I will be. Yeah. You know? And he's like, well, how much money do you have? So, I have $3,000. So, you know, that's not going to last you a lot. Yeah. I'm like, I know, and it's good. It's like, what do you mean it's good? It's like, well, if I don't have any money, I need to make money. What do you think? I'm going to die here? It's like, this is America. Like, you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. going back. I bet he liked that. He, this is actually what he liked. He said, this is interesting because fear can either paralyze you. Depends on your psychological buildup. Fear can either paralyze you and you get stuck or fear can motivate you. Depends, depends how you're built inside. Mm -hmm. Something like, like, if I see something that's crazy, yeah. there's a crazy part of me that wants to do it you know like those experiences i would go and sleep under the bridge if i have to yeah, I don't, if yeah. i want something i i'm all in and like, I, I think it's a, it's a huge blessing if you do that because you know let's say that maybe you lose everything you know or like if something happens and stuff like that and you're used to that right or or you've had that experience and you know it's not it's not yeah. the end of the world or you're like i have nothing to lose right absolutely and there's another thing about investing in yourself Investing in yourself gives you a sense of self-confidence that no one can take Nothing. away. Yes. Because I know something. If I lose everything I have, if I lose my business, if I lose like, like my money, everything, I know that tomorrow I can go and I can get into a company and based on my skills, yeah. I can generate value in that company. Absolutely. In sales, in marketing, because I've built these skills. Yeah. I've invested money. To get knowledge, like real knowledge from really good people, mm -hmm. and I have it, and I don't. <laughs> I I don't remember who said this, but um, they said like, if you invest, like if I invest one thousand dollars in myself, I still have the money because I, I get like the asset is what the knowledge, right? The experience. Yeah. So I have, I have the asset with me, so I haven't really given the thousand dollars. So yeah. every time you invest in Absolutely. yourself, you're keeping Absolutely. that value. And Robert Kiyosaki talks about it. He, he wrote Rich Dad Poor Dad, has a lot of books on finances. Mm -hmm. And he's a very, like, very, uh, I, I would feel he's very strictly financial. He always talks about money, saving money. But when it comes to investing, yeah. and this is a guy that talks about investing in precious metals, investing in properties, investing, so he's always talking. But when he talks about investing, the best investment, he said the best investment you will ever make is in your mindset. Is in yourself. Absolutely. So here's Absolutely. a guy, he's not metaphysical, he's not with spiritual, he's like, guys, if you want to make money, take your money and do this, 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 and this. But if you want to grow your money, invest it first in yourself. Mm. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, here's a quick tip for you guys who are looking for a job or um, you, you are, you're having a difficult financial time. The reason why you're having a difficult time is because you're not giving value first. You're expecting somebody to come and give you the job of your dreams, but without you actually learning the skills. 
So a great hack is exactly what Tiberiu did. Go to a company or go, better yet, find a mentor, somebody who's already there where you want to be and say, look, I will work for you for free. I don't care what I need to do. I just want to learn and I will work for you for free. You're going to be you're going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to see that people admire that and like that. Yes. Because everyone's looking for competent people. Most business people would look for a person with initiative mm -hmm. and drive rather than a person with a lot of, let's say, knowledge and skills. Yes. Because skill and knowledge is easy to build, but different habits you have, like initiative, I always say initiative is expensive because it really is because so many people so so many people like it you know mm -hmm. and if you find a person that can make decisions can take responsibility has initiative to develop things you want to have that person in your team because it will help your team grow and if like if there's a job opening in the company who do you think will get the job yeah of course because you want to feel people mm -hmm. you want people I would rather have a person that's super enthusiastic with no college because yes. he can learn what he has to do rather than someone who has a PhD and arrogant, yeah, I have this, what's the salary? You actually, you need to spend time to, f to teach them how to unlearn whatever yeah, bullshit yeah, they yeah, learn yeah, in yeah, college, yeah. right? Like Bruce Lee would said, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Discard everything that is useless. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. And that's a, hard, it, it, that's a hard job because so many people hold on to their, to their mindset and to their habits and to their paradigms. They fight for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know that's actually how Ty Lopez started out. No. Yeah, yeah. He was like he was he was sleeping on his mom's couch or some some stuff like that. He was he was broke and um, he just decided one day to go to uh to like the most successful person in his uh, city and said, "Look, I don't care what I have to do. I just want to learn. You know, like I work for you for free, and I, I want to learn this stuff." And that's how he he began. You know? Yeah, yeah. Very similar story. Yeah. I love Ty Lopez. I used to seek his videos on YouTube and I'm like, oh who's this guy? Like, check my Ferrari, that this my Rolls Royce. And I'm like, yeah. He got your attention though, right? And well, I bought two like... of his programs. Yeah, exactly. So I bought, I ended up buying two of his programs. So that's how good he is. I admire him as Man, a marketer. That's, that's actually how I felt about Gary V, right? When I saw Gary V, like, this guy's a maniac. Like, he's, yeah, stuck. Yeah, yeah. he's so, he's so like... Uh... Yeah, his energy, right? Yeah, like... Angry. Like, Angry guy. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. See, yeah, I don't like him, right? But now, once like, now it's, he's starting to make yeah. a lot of sense, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like, and I feel like a lot of people also, you know, with uh, with my um, product as well, like my product, my uh, videos online, it's the same thing. They see this guy, Romanian guy, talking in English. Why is he speaking in English? What, what is he doing? Like, like stuff like that, right? Dracula's. You know, like they always say, Dracula, Dracula, Romanian, yeah. Transylvania. No, I mean, like the Romanians. Why am Why am I Romanian and speaking uh, doing this stuff in uh, Romanian, like when uh, in English? Yeah, yeah. People like in first impression, it's good. It's actually better if the first impression is is bad, at least online. But then you develop a relationship. I yeah, feel like you get like depends. more respect. I got a job in sales when I was twenty one, and I was selling over the phone. Mm -hmm. I was selling trainings and personal development programs. And I was very shy, and uh, I always had this idea that uh, my accent will get people to not like me, mm. and so on. Yeah. But then, 
I asked Bob for some help and he got me to do affirmations and he got me to read from Think and Grow Rich every day for 90 days out loud. Wow. So he got the, he got me to do this so I can overcome my, my mental barriers. But then one day I was talking to someone over the phone mm-hmm. and um, I was trying to speak like as American as possible right. because that's what I thought. And that person, he said, oh my God, when I first heard your voice, like I was shocked. And I asked why. Because you had the sa- you have the same voice and accent as the guy who like founded Toastmasters or something. Really, the same thing, and like I was shocked again. Yeah, it was like here I am trying to like speak in a way that's not me, <laughs> yeah. and there's this guy telling me that I speak like the founder of Toastmasters. Like really, you guys know Toastmasters? Like it's the biggest like public speaking, uh, you know, organization in, in the world. And then I stopped hearing, you know. I'm sure that nobody watching or nobody else in this room had the situation where they were doing something that they weren't themselves, right? No, no nobody does that, right? No, but you have to like like the hardest work there is is the work to be yourself. Yes, really, and and I was actually in my sales uh, conversations in my presentations, I was losing so much mental energy. Mm-hmm. Because I was thinking about, okay, am I speaking correctly? Am I doing this correctly? So a part of me, instead of connecting to the person and dedicating all my conscious and subconscious attention on that person to help that person, you become I was helping a bit him a bit and I was like in my own head, what you know? I do? Yeah, so yeah. that's not really helping, you know? That's like kind of helping. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. So how did you overcome that actually? He said that you read you read Think and Grow Rich for for ninety days and you had affirmations. How much and you had this event, right? But I'm sure that there was a bit more work towards uh, well, towards that. What helped me with my English was reading out loud and um, no, not the just affirmations. Doing, not just doing English, like but being more of yourself. What got me to be more of myself and just talking there in the in in that uh, in that field was getting results mm, because. Yeah. On one side, I was making money. Yes. And that brings a certain amount of confidence. But on the other side, I was getting feedback. Mm-hmm. I was getting feedback mm-hmm. from people. I would have people calling me. I would have people that, uh, you know, like they had very big problems in their lives, maybe even drug abuse and a lot of stuff. And then they're calling me and they're like, I quit drugs and now getting back into real estate. And I made in three months how much I wanted to make in one year. Because you sold them that product, right? And it's because of your product and because you called me and because you were there for me. And I'm like, okay, so well, from now I'm just going to focus on this. I'm going to focus on being there for the person as much as I can. Yes. And I'm going to speak as I speak. Like I have my accent. I can speak with different accents. I don't care. This is me. What I'm trying to come out of my heart rather than figuring out what I'm going to say exactly so people don't judge me for my accent. Yeah, that is so that is so powerful. So if like shifting from does this person like me towards uh, what can I do for this person? Yeah, with this person. Yeah, very powerful shift. Let's go let's go a bit back to um our and topic. can I can I just sure. say something sure. because maybe we have people who are want to become speakers or want to do things online. There's always gonna be a person that doesn't like. Always, at we would least, have at least at least we would have events with Bob Proctor, which for me is a, like a public speaking genius. We would have a thousand people in the room. Nine hundred ninety people would be like, "Oh my God, changed my life!" No, no, no. Then people would be like, "I want my money back. This has been the worst thing I've ever seen." And I'm talking yeah, to them yeah. like, "How can some people?" 
and it happens because people are just different. Yes. And you're gonna, I do lives on uh, on one of one of our Instagrams, and uh, usually we can get like ten thousand views on an Instagram live. And there's so many positive comments. Mm -hmm. People like there's good feedback, but from time to time, you see someone like you know trolling or messing up with you. And what's funny is that sometimes I have a tendency to like let that get to me, you know. Yeah. And then I have to remind myself like a hundred people said good things and then one troll says something bad and you let that become bigger than the feedback we have a tendency to let the negative get to us yeah, you know you take the like um and and take the positive for granted yeah 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 exactly right yeah yeah i hate it when i when i i, I notice myself doing that as well it's like dude like like 100 people say this is cool and and yeah like five yeah do, do, you know it's just because it. of our upbringing how we were raised and yes. Really, when you're doing anything that has to do with communicating to a larger audience, you, you're becoming vulnerable. And because of our upbringing, we might have a tendency to close up when we hear something bad because we don't want to hurt ourselves, right? Remember when you would say you would screw up in front of the class? And yeah, 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 you, you get back to that, right? Isn't it amazing? I remember, I was very good in school, but I was always very shy. And I remember I was in the sixth grade and they brought me... In the geography class, we had some other teachers coming to like inspect the class, how yeah. we, we had right. it. And my teacher, because I was the best in my class, he was like, okay, Tiberius, you have to go and show on the map where the Danube starts from where, and towards how it gets into the Black Sea. Show the whole... So I got there, and in front of all the teachers, I got just like a small asthma attack. I, I couldn't speak. Wow. Mm -hmm. I couldn't speak. Mm -hmm. And from that, that moment on, I would never like to go in front of class. I would never raise my hands because I didn't want to do a flat experience. Wow. Now, in 2012, I got invited by the Marketing University of Bucharest, by the Dean of the University, who's a friend of mine, to speak in front of the students. And I got there in front of the students and I had the same experience. Wow. I got the same experience. I felt the same thing. But see, this is what was different. I cut myself. I'm like, okay, I cut because of personal development. Yes. I said, okay, this is just a blockage from my past trying to mess up with me again because I was feeling, I was living exactly the same emotions. And I actually told the people, I said, you know what? I used to hate being in front in school. Mm -hmm. And now I'm in the same, I want to be your friend. And I started shaking hands with them, interacting, getting to know them I, I so I can create more of a, so I can feel more comfortable. I love that you acknowledge that. And you shared that, right? And yeah. I, I'm, I'm imagining that they immediately connected with you. They did, and I, I just had to release something. it because mm -hmm. it was inside. Don't keep like negative energy inside. Find a way to release it, otherwise it will mess you up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it can, it can paralyze you. Yeah, and, and imagine like, you know, because of all of your training and because of the, you invested so much in yourself, you said, okay, this is just like something, it's just something that I need to learn. It's a phase, right? So I can overcome this. Instead, if this would have happened again and you wouldn't have spent so much time learning about yourself, you might have said, you know what, this is the way I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot speak in public, so I'm not going to do it, right? But instead you said, no, look, it's just done like something that I would simply overcome, just like everything else. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and you need a bit of ambition and also a bit of courage to do that. Mm -hmm. And courage, I was speaking to Andy Zeki, who's, you know, he's like, he's, the, awesome. He's, he's, awesome. he's like a star in Romanian personal development. And he was telling me about two types of courage. Mm -hmm. 
And he asked me, well, close your eyes and think about the word courage. And when, when, you, when you think about the word courage, what, what image comes to your mind? Myself. Yourself, as maybe a, like a... Like a warrior? Yeah, like no. a warrior, no? no? Just, like, just like a very, you know, like a very chill and centered type of courage, yes. Okay, that's interesting. He said most people, when they think about courage, they think about the warrior. Mm. You know, like the, he, and he calls it the heroic courage. Yes. But then he said real courage is, he calls it stoic courage. It's the small steps you take every day, yes. the small battles you carry every day with yourself that people don't notice that get you to become successful. Yeah. And he said the real courage is a stoic courage because heroic courage can be on impulse. Mm -hmm. You're in a situation, you get all courageous, you do something. Yeah. But then that might not be sustainable on the long term. If I got courage right now to go and to run a marathon, I can say, well, I can, I can run a marathon, no problem. You can do what I can do. But if I'm not trained for six months, five times a week to run that marathon, I'm going to use my courage, but maybe after 20 kilometers, my, my ligaments will snap. Yeah, absolutely. So the real type of courage is the courage you take every day to work on yourself towards a certain goal. Okay. And if you want to overcome public speaking problems or different, different blockages, you have to have to say this, okay, I have a virus and I'm going to see how I can eliminate it. I'm going to learn how to do it mm -hmm. and I'm going to do it as hard as it is, as much as it takes. If it's important for me to overcome it, I'm going to take time and overcome it. You will do it daily. Exactly. And it's, that's pretty much how it is. And it applies to all areas of your life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's very similar to what I was thinking when, um, when you asked me about courage. Because if you just go in head first, yeah, you might be courageous, just like you said, you might be courageous today, but to put yourself out there on a regular basis, to fail on a regular basis and just overcome this idea of, of you know, it's not a failure, it's just, just a lesson. Yeah. Yeah, that, that takes a lot of guts. And that's something that I learned from martial arts, especially, right? Yeah. You know, getting my ass kicked all the time, right? <laughs> and I think I think martial arts is, is the best field for personal development. And let me tell you why. And you know, there's this whole life coaching thing now. Everyone's a life coach, right? Right. There's exactly. like tens of thousands of life coaches coming out every month. And they, they go to this course for like five days. And then they learn something in their heads. And now they're a life coach. And I was talking to some people, like, I was asking them Seriously, because... Seriously, like, life coaching uh, courses for five days? Yeah, yeah, sure. It's, it, you can't even get them on Udemy. So that, that would be like, because we went to Tony Robbins, right? We would be, like, the next Tony Robbins, right? Because we went four days... No, like, Tony we Robbins, that's actually, that's actually good stuff. <laughs> but you, you, stuff, you yeah. take this course, like, there was, like, a law of attraction coach certification or something online you like you read the book and then you're like law of attraction coach like really wow. because for me life coaching and think about this let's make a parallel with martial arts if you want to have a black belt in martial arts you're gonna get your belt based on not what you know from a book about martial arts based on what you can perform and do in martial mm -hmm, arts right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. well for me life coaching so let's say martial arts is one side of life life coaching for me like is the real deal like, you want to be a life coach, like a sensei in life, really? Wow. Well, think about money, think about spirituality, think about relationships, think about your health, and master these areas, get a belt in these areas, and then you're a life coach. Wow. Yeah. That's how I see life coach. Like, life coaching for me is like the, the noblest field possible if you're that person. Tony Robbins is a life coach. Why? 
Because he incorporates everything he teaches. Yes. He has everything. The relationship, the connections, the, the, the spirituality. And, the, and there were moments in his life when he didn't, right? When uh, he was teaching relationships and but he got a like he got a divorce. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that yeah. was a huge challenge for him. Yeah. And he was talking about this idea, like questioning himself. Yeah, what am yeah, I doing yeah. talking to these people about relationships when I, I'm divorced, right? But you just go and you, you overcome that and you learn yeah what did you enjoy uh, oh and by the way guys uh thank you so much for tuning in in the live we are taking your questions so uh go ahead and uh type your questions in the comment section if you know anything that you feel uh Tiberi can um, answer or uh, myself we'd love to uh take your questions towards the end and discuss well, them i'm happy to do that mike thanks for your comments already uh yeah we we mentioned okay. like Courage is spontaneous and it's also a very, very good practice to do something every single day about it. Um, share a bit about your experience training Wing Chun. How was that for you and uh, what were like the, uh, the benefits of the training? Well, I liked it a lot. First of all, I saw it at a conference. Yeah, You were yeah, pitching your thing with Wing Chun, right? Yeah. So I'm like, I like this guy. You know, of course, and and like because I liked your energy. <laughs> like this is what I, I I look for in people, like energy. You know, yeah. And I'm like, this guy is so cool. And then I'm and then I, I think I signed up. And then you had a, like a nice system, like a marketing system, yeah, like yeah, interview. Yeah. And it's like so this guy because, because you don't find this in Romania. You go to martial arts, you pay, like you do your stuff. It's like this guy is like treating is very professional, you know. And then I got to Wing Chun and. Uh, what I loved a lot is that I could go there and I could release a lot of energy I was building up, like a lot of stress. Like that helped me a lot. I would always go after the class feeling more relieved, yes. feeling that I released energy. And another thing was getting more confidence. Because Wing Chun can teach you some techniques which make you feel safer in an outside environment which can be a bit dangerous. Now, I'm not saying that I went to the Wing Chun lessons and I felt like fighting people. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying is that when I was into, let's say, an environment, maybe in, the club, in a club or something, I felt more confident that I can react better yeah. towards the situation. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had more control. Absolutely. Because if you don't have control based on experience, you might do something crazy. You know, mm -hmm. like martial arts teaches you how to fight, so you don't have to fight anymore. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you That's get that paradox. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. A paradox. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And we have two Wing Chun nuts watching already, Mike and uh, Jeremy. Hey guys. Yeah, we're gonna take your questions uh, towards the end. Thanks so much. And uh, guys, what I want you to say is like what what I would like you to share with us. How did Wing Chun impact your lives? So we'd love to read that comment as well. Cool. So um. You, you uh, got more self-confidence, right? You felt a lot more comfortable in, in social circles, like if something, um, something wrong would happen, you would, you know, you would better react to it. Um, yeah, and, and I get this a lot, right? People say that they come to class in pieces, uh -huh. but they leave whole. Right? Okay. It yeah. sounds better in Romanian, but you know, you get the idea. Yeah. Right? So it's exactly like- Puts them said, together. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. They feel like they, they came back together again, right? Yeah. And yeah, absolutely. Wing Chun does, does that on a physical level also. You know, you remember those exercises where you learn to, to hit from your whole body, not just with, yeah. your, with your hand, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and like you would ask me to hit the wall for like one hour and I'm like, okay, that's it. But it's good because <laughs> you learn how to focus on one thing yeah. and you learn how to be present. 
Because after a while, after you're hitting a wall for like 30 minutes, you're like, you start getting into that flow and your energy shifts. Mm-hmm. You, you're like, okay, you're, like, you're becoming one with your wall. Did you have this experience, this slight out-of-body experience when you're doing something, like, like when you were punching the wall down, right? When you, you're kind of leaving your body a bit, but you and you're losing yourself inside the exercise. You know what I mean? I did. Yeah. Basically, after a while, and it, it it happened a few times. I would feel that, like I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. Like I'm getting out of my head, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm even like can be observing what I'm doing. Like yeah. like you know. Yeah, like from the outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of like you're. S- Seeing yourself as an observer, what you're doing, and you 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 can actually feel things different. Like the energy flows different. And it's like it's like you're staying here, but then you're detaching and you're coming here and you're actually like observing what you're doing. So you you felt it, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a very powerful thing. It's like a like like a form of active meditation, right? When you just like exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You expand. Awesome. Yeah, we haven't really discussed at all about the topic of uh, the interview, but that's okay. This is this is really fun. Um, let's let's do get into it. You know, what do you do on a daily basis to remind yourself of the positives, to be to be grateful, and to have more fulfillment in your life? Because you're you're very successful, right? You have this uh, this team. You're traveling the world. You're doing whatever you like. You have your freedom, right? Um, how are you balancing that out with also being you know, having a nice relationship with yourself? Well, I have routines, and I don't have routines that I've, I'm not the kind of person that I have this morning routine that I do every day. No, but one thing I do every day is I listen to my music. I just love music. Yeah. Music for me is like when I listen to music, like my favorite music, it helps me like change my vibes. First of all, so I. I would rather use my body to raise my vibes than using my head. Mm. Because if I wake up in the morning and I'm feeling crappy, because sometimes I do, or maybe I parted last night, or I don't know, I, let's say my, my, my body is not helping me, then my head is going to have a lot of difficulty. Yes. It's like, if you're feeling like shit, sorry for my French, but if you're feeling bad, it's not going to be so easy to like, okay, now I'm going to be grateful. Mm-hmm. Because your body mm-hmm. is like, bro, I'm not feeling good. Like, come on, can you yeah. can you go back to sleep? Can you take the gratitude later? But what I do is, when I wake up, I start working my body. So I drink some water. I learn a lot of uh, good tricks from Tony Robbins. Like I make a green juice. But then I put my music and I listen to all sorts of crazy music. And and then after a while, I move around. And then my body starts getting more engaged. And then my vibe gets up. And when my vibe gets up, all the good thoughts they just come back to my mind. You know, most people say use your head to 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 do everything. No, I'm gonna use my body to raise my energy, and then when you raise your energy, see if you raise your vibration, your thoughts will automatically start coming from that level. But if your your vibration is down, you're trying to use your thoughts to 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 heighten. It's possible, but it's just hard. Yes. So I'm I'm always grateful for everything. I'm like I'm like a genuinely happy guy. And I, I had a lot of bad stuff happen to me in my life as well, but... Were you like that always, or is this something that you worked on? I worked on. You worked on it. I had to work on I had to work on this because I was a very introverted person. Mm-hmm. 
and I would keep a lot of my energy inside and I was a lot in my head. I was right. analyzing, I was like processing everything, seeing what everything means and this and that. And now I'm more chill, I'm more outgoing. I, I learned that we have different parts to us. And you have your conscious mind, like your intellect, your head that's always trying to figure things out. But then there's a lot more things you have. You have your body, which has its own intelligence. Yeah. You have your emotions that have their own intelligence. I'm like, okay, why don't I use my head where I need to use my head and mm -hmm. use my heart where I need to use my heart and use my body where I need to use my body? Can you be more specific in, in, in that sense? Like, where do you usually use your heart? Well, I use my heart when I'm communicating with people, mm -hmm. when I'm selling, when I'm presenting. Because this is where I really need to connect and empathize with that person. Because when you're really connecting with a person on a heart-to-heart -heart level, we had a we had a saying in in, in our in a, when I was working for Bob, help the person get out of their head and into their heart. Mm. And Tony Robbins says in Date with Destiny, he says, stay in your head and you're dead. Interesting. And it makes okay. sense uh -huh. Uh -huh. because our heads are very limited. Yes. Very limited. How can you possibly dream about traveling the world when your head tells you you don't have this, you don't have the money, you're you're not old enough, you're not enough. your head, and it's it's not like your head is bad, but it just has a limited amount of information. But your heart and your your your, your emotions are so much powerful, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. you have to use them. Absolutely, I feel like it's it's just like you mentioned, using the right tool in the right way, right? Because like. The head is excellent. Your your brain is is amazing. Just don't use it to like you said yeah. to create relationships. Right? Yeah, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna implode. If you wanna go party, like party, you know, dance with your body, get in the and yeah. see this is this is where martial arts help as well. I think it gets people more in their bodies. And check this out: in Romania, you would find most guys they dance in a club only after they're drunk. But why do they do that? Because when they're not drunk, mm -hmm. their conscious mind is more active. Mm -hmm. Their head is more active. Mm -hmm. When they get drunk, that part of them goes away and they get more into their bodies. But why do we have to get drunk to do that? Mm -hmm. When we were kids, we would just do it anyway. We remember the first parties we had, like in the fifth grade, and you wanted to dance with that girl. How easy it, it was, was like, right? Like how easy it was to make friends. Like yeah. You just go up to somebody and say, do you want to be my friend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, right. And you dance and you have fun. It's like the best time. And then we grow up and like, okay, uh, we're going out. You're going out. And instead of thinking, I'm going to go out and have fun, you're thinking, okay, well, I need to drink this, this, and this. You're budgeting what you have to drink and figuring things out like like your your head messes you up even more you yeah, know i think it has a lot to do with our education like you you know uh like your story i have a lot as well from from school and stuff I, like, well, you, we grew in the send, same environment basically would you send your kid to school i would yeah i would i would send my kid to school because like school for me was the best time possible oh, i hate school I hate it so much. Oh, I, I hate it as well, but I like I didn't I, I was I didn't like learning like fourteen subjects. Yeah. That's for sure. But if I look back at the fun funnest times I had in my life, yeah, it was school. back to school. So I wouldn't say school is the best thing to develop your skills when it comes to like professional skills yeah. or like money skills or however I think school is the greatest when it comes to develop social skills. Social skills, yeah. Because if I'm gonna homeschool school my kids, I know. they might get a bit like Antisocial? 
Dude, you know? I, I don't know. I didn't feel very socially, social, socially apt after finishing school. You know, like a lot of, a lot of the stuff I learned by reading personal yeah, development yeah, yeah. books, right? Yeah, I don't know. Probably in the end, my kids will decide like if they want to go crazy and they want to go to school. I, I think I think there are different options for schools right now. I don't yeah. think I think I mean we went to the public schools that the only schools available when we, when we were young, but. There are the Montessori schools, there are different schools that teach kids in a different way. Yeah, yeah. But what I think it's important for any kid is to, have, to be in a social environment with kids their own yes. age because this is where you learn things, yes. you know. Yes, and they can, they can actually achieve that through uh, different types of education or also like being part of a huge martial arts academy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to create the uh, martial arts academy and then send my, my kids... How, yeah. nar- how narcissistic would that be to make like a huge martial arts academy and then send your your kids to uh, to your no, I, pr- I probably to your academy that. like if they if they don't go to Daddy's academy yeah you can choose whatever you want but you have to go to Daddy's yeah go to Daddy's <laughs> oh it's yeah. good if, if it's, it's if and if they learn good things no I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that to them no like if they hate martial arts and they want to do like dancing. One thing I would do to my kids, or for my kids, um, when they grow up, before deciding, like, whatever, wherever they want to go for college, or mm-hmm. whatever they want to mm-hmm. do, I would support them to travel for a year. Oh, yeah. But not go and party, like, in three places, and, mm-hmm. you know, spend well, all the money. Well, you're not going to be able to control that. Like. But I would, I would suggest that they go and travel and experience different cultures, because the best personal development I ever got wasn't from a book was from meeting people yeah. and meeting different people from different cultures. Dude, I was like, like before, before going to college to Greece, um, I was, I, I was uh, homophobic. I was racist. Yeah. Right. Right. And I thought that you, in Romania, you can not do anything. Right. Yeah. And guess what happened? Well, and I went to this country, right. And I was the minority. Yeah. 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 It, it just changed me. It's just a shift because different energy, different people. And you learn, you're like, okay, maybe. The way I was brought up in Romania is not reality. It's just a yeah. It's just an just option. A, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. an option you can choose. Cool. Um, cool. Let's let's get let's dive a bit um, into this idea of living in your body. And this is a recent exercise that I'm showing uh, the people in our school. Like, if you watch people walking on the street, you're gonna notice that their head is in front of them, right? If they yeah. walk, they're either looking at their phones, right, or if they're not, they, they're a bit. You know, with their with their head in yeah, front because of their they're body. in a thought process. Your exactly. head tends to be down when you're in a thought process. Exactly. Your head tends to be up when you're in a creative process. Very powerful. Very powerful. I didn't know that. So that's a distinction, right? So when you're looking down, you're in a thought process, right? Yeah. When you're looking up, you're in a creative process. Yeah, and 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 if you want to take it even further, I, I, because we we have this law of attraction community, and we do a lot of lives there, and we we interact with our yeah. people. And by the way, guys, I'll post the links where you can connect with the uh, Tiberius's uh, oh, cool. Facebook pages. Yeah, all uh, Instagram pages. We you check them in the comments. People ask about how to get rid of negative thinking, and I sometimes do an exercise with them, I, and then when we can do it together, like. Keep your back straight, mm-hmm. and tell. And you can do it with me. And just, just try it out. It's, it's actually a good experience. And tilt your chin up just like this, and put a big smile. It's, it's a bit silly, but play along. Yeah. Put a big smile on your face. And I want now. I want you to hold a negative thought while you're maintaining this posture. It's like if if I'm thinking of something negative, it but will hold still it. make me laugh, right? But hold a negative thought. I can't. 
See, you can't. You cannot do it, no. So you eliminate negative thinking in like 10 seconds. Why? Because, and what I was saying before, because your body influences your mind just as much as your mind influences your body. body. They're connected. They're connected, absolutely. absolutely. So this is a good trick. You find yourself stressed out, hold your posture for a few seconds because then your thought, your train of thought will shift. Mm -hmm. You can restart, or, you know, and get out of that, of that space of stress or negative thinking. That's a very, very good um, trick and, and observation. Like a, like a switch. Yeah. You switch your positive thinking. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, if you have like, if you try and do this when you talk, um, this is something else that you guys can try right now if uh, you're going somewhere. Um, imagine like something's pulling you from right under your, your belly button, mm -hmm. right? From your center, let's say. So imagine like this, like this rope that's pulling you forward. Not like this, like, right? This is silly, but keep like your back straight and just imagine something's pulling you from there. And notice your state, notice your thoughts. Notice how everything about you yeah. changes. Why? Because you're not so much in your head. Yeah. You are in your body. And guess what? If you're in your body, you take your head with you. Yeah. So you're not missing out on anything. And there's a big energetic point here. If you focus on it, like the, it, it's a chakra point, but also in the, in the Chinese, uh, it's a Dantian, right? Dantian. Mm -hmm. So if you focus on it, you, you, you start where energy, you know, wherever your focus goes, energy flows. Energy flows exactly. So you're going to get more energy from that, from that part. And of course, yeah. like there's always, see, this is interesting. There's always life in our body. If, if you just remove your, if you detach yourself from your thoughts for a few seconds and just start feeling your body, you're going to feel how alive it is. It tingles, you can feel things move, you can feel the energy move. Do you meditate? I do, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do Tony Robbins' meditation, mm -hmm. the priming one. The it's three, beautiful. The three yeah. things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I do that, uh, and I also have. Uh, I have a very good friend. He's also a business partner of mine, Carl Moore. He has um, like a whole set, like a whole school of hypnosis programs and meditation programs, and he has a program. It's called Zen Twelve. Mm. It's a no rule meditation. No rules. No rules. You don't have to say like this. You don't have to yeah. say like this. Yeah. Because I, I, I was always looking for a meditation that I can just do whatever, however I feel. And, and, and it has brain entrainment technology. So uh, you, 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 you listen to it on your headphones, it's 12 minutes and you become very zen. Mm -hmm. Because it has a nice soothing music in the background, but then it has those brain uh, entrainment uh, sounds mm -hmm. that help you lower your thoughts. And you can, I, I, like, if I do that for, like, 15 minutes, 12 minutes, uh, I, I feel like I've been having a nap, like, for yeah. a couple of hours. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Meditation has become a huge part of our school, like, since um, since the last time you came. Meditation and breathing. Yeah. And I think it's going to be really big, you know, like, um, people are going to feel the need for meditation increasingly more because we're uh, we're getting increasingly lost in technology. Yeah, and our focus, like, there's been scientific studies, um, actually Andy was talking about this, there were scientific studies on people that are super distracted, that are multitasking, that they're always mm -hmm. checking things, mm -hmm. and the act of being super distracted actually lowers your IQ. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's scientifically tested. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, Interesting. yeah. So the more distracted we are, and it's so easy to get distracted, mm -hmm. okay? you, you're like, you know, and actually I remembered going to the gym last week mm -hmm. and I had such a bad workout, super bad workout because I was on my phone all the time because of 
checking Instagram, right? Right, right, right. Like right. checking my likes. Right. And I had a bad workout. I, w- I went away. And, and on Monday when I got back into the gym, I said, no more. I stopped. I put it on airplane mode, put my music on, and I put Best. this, uh, for, I put it on uh, the stopwatch. So everything I was seeing was the stopwatch. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to do anything special. I was just focused and I did a great workout. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's a trick, guys, for you. Um, when you're doing something with your body, just switch your phone off, right? Yeah, awesome. for sure. Cool. Let's dive into <clears throat> questions. Mike is asking, have you ever, uh, have either of you ever read the book, The Four Agreements, Amazing Personal Enlightenment? Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah. Book. You know it? Of course. I was reading it like in, in, a, in a different team, in a different company. Um, we were reading it every day. Be impeccable with your words. Speak in, with integrity. Say only what you mean. Uh, don't take anything personally. Mm-hmm. Nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a reflection of their reality, their own life. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and and yeah, it's just a great philosophy. He, he calls it a manual for personal freedom. And actually, I just posted the four agreements on my Instagram wow. like a few hours ago. There so, you go for synchronicity. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it's something that I'm reviewing from time to time because it just reminds what the basics are in life. You know. Mm-hmm. Don't take things personally. Speak, be impeccable with your words. You know, like, like, it helps you. So, what is it called from for older people who are listening in? The Four Agreements by Before that, by Don Miguel Ruiz. Don Miguel Ruiz, so, awesome Mexican author, I think. There you go, guys, for a really resource. Cool. Um, Jeremy's asking, what can you tell us on your training to better ourselves? uncooperative training um he's referring to martial arts and to wing chun training i think that's more of a question for myself mm-hmm. um <clears throat> jeremy i think i think you need a foundation in the beginning um in my opinion after you feel that you have a solid foundation in your uh, wing chun training or whatever what whatever kind of martial arts uh training you're doing and you feel that you know how to defend yourself you have uh, decent power and speed and mobility in uh, your motions with your body, then it's a good time to start sparring and uh, doing training with a partner who is not cooperative and who will put you in difficult uh, situations. Don't overdo it because if you overdo it and you, you spar with a black belt or like somebody who's very high level in the beginning and they just mop the floor with you, then uh, you'll never want to do martial arts again. So you want to do it slowly and take it step, step by step by step by step and be courageous about it. Like, yeah. Like we were Stoic talking. courage. Stoic courage. Yeah. Yeah. And take it one, one by one. Yeah. That's what I would recommend. And the more, like, if you feel too comfortable doing it, it means either that um, your partner is having a bad day right if you kick their asses too uh, easily yeah. they're, they're having a bad day or you've outgrown them and you need to get better partners or maybe in some cases actually change your school the more you stay come in your school, school hmm? come to your school come, he's he's a member of our online uh, academy oh cool yeah, yeah. come to Bucharest we we'll hang out <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely we should do like a retreat a mountain retreat that would be fun um and yeah, the more you sit in your comfort zone, the more you actually rot. So put yourself in difficult situations, but not too difficult. Like, you know, yeah. get a feel of it. Cool. Um, Mike is saying, Wing Chun has helped me with my self-confidence and how to calm myself 
intense situations as well as helping me rebuild the strength in my damaged spine. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had that, actually had Mike was also um he had to he had to stop for a bit. Uh but like uh um, like your situation, right? He had some events in his life. Uh, he was a member of our online community. Mm -hmm. And we also had Joshua in our online community. Joshua was paralyzed. Oh, or he was very close to being paralyzed. He had an accident with his back. And doctors told him, look, uh, you're never going to be able to walk again. Yeah. Um, they told his the wife. The good news. Exactly. Right? They told his wife to get ready for a funeral. Mm. But he was like, he had a buddy in the army that was a uh, Wing Chun teacher. Mm. And he shared this concept from Wing Chun, like just, just focus on, you know, like arm's length. Yeah. Arm's length, like your, um, your next step basically. And he took this concept and he was like, okay, arm's length, what can I do today? Okay, today I can move my knee, right? Okay, next day, okay, I can move my foot. Next day I can put a f um, one leg down. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a few months, he was out of the hospital, right? The, the, the doctor said it was crazy and uh, <clears throat> it was impossible. And now he's healthy. He's healthy. He's an inspiration. Exactly, right. I actually interviewed him a few months ago. Amazing. And uh, Mike, I think he's going through a, he's going through a very similar process with his, uh, his healing. Yeah. Mm. So, Mike, the more you do the first form, Sunim Tao, the better it will be for your spine, right? Don't overdo it, similar to what we were discussing before. Take it step by step. Um, <clears throat> cool. Mike is being very active. Uh, Wing Chun has changed me, Jeremy. I'm a lot calmer, stress less. It's brought me a new phone family who helps me when I need it. I have another family through Seen from Bogdan. His podcasts and training videos have also made an impact on my Wing Chun. Uh, that's so cool. So nice. Overall, it's made me a better person. In the beginning, I was in the art of fighting, although I honestly do not like to fight. Now, a year later, I practice Wing Chun for the love of the art and not to fight. That, that's so, amazing. It's so similar to like, you know, getting into the process for the process. Yeah. Not for the result. Yeah, 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 true. Right. When did you learn to do that? Like, fall in love with the process? Because that's something that I'm learning actually now, to be honest. Well, I don't think I learned that in the beginning because in the beginning I wanted the results. Because I thought the results make you happy. Yeah. Which is true in a way, but it doesn't last long. Yes. And I think I learned to be happy with the process and where I am after I got uh, depressed, after I was, uh, I went to a doctor and uh, she told me that I have chronic fatigue syndrome hmm. and I'm 21, right? Right. So she's like, well, do you have problems in school, like with your college? Or like, well, I didn't go to college and I, and I was juggling between three businesses back then and I was yeah. working like my ass yeah. off, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like if you would talk to me, you thought I had like a corporation. But right. I was like one guy and a programmer trying to do online marketing and web development. <laughs> and I was doing sales at the same time and all, all that and training a, a team. And, and I cracked. Yeah. And you know what? After I went to the doctor and she's like, chill. My, 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 my blood tests were bad. I, I did some hair tests. Like everything was bad. I went and I, I quit some of the projects. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what good does it make to like work and make money or do this? 
if I'm not gonna be there to enjoy it, okay. right? Mm -hmm. So now I'm more chill. I'm more like um, there's something that uh, I learned from Tony Robbins, like to set some uh, primary questions in your head. He said every person has a primary question in their head, and 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 we did some um, some um, exercises to reveal what your primary question is. And my primary question used to be something like, okay, how can I make sure that my environment is safe for me? Like I'm safe in my environment. So I would always like, I would talk to people, but I would always build, put some walls, put some boundaries and stuff. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that was my primary question. And, it, and if, if that's something that unconsciously goes on in your head, you're going to find yourself knowing that you're a nice person, but then you're like, you know, people don't connect with me because you subconsciously are pushing them away. Yeah. So I changed that to another question, like radically different question. I'm like, what can I do, do to fully enjoy the beauty of this moment? This moment. So sometimes when I mess up and I'm stressed, I'm like, okay, what can I do to fully enjoy, enjoy the beauty of this yeah. present moment? And there's, it's always here, the beauty. Everything's like, everything's, there's so much beauty around us yeah. all the time. So, so that's, I think that's a part of enjoying the process. That even with the things you don't like to do, because there are so many things I don't like to do in my company. Right. I can get joy out of doing anything. I can get joy out of washing a dish. I can get joy of, of like, you know, putting together a frame for a, a promotion we're doing or something just because I decide to put joy in it. Okay, it's about the result as well. The result motivates me. But, but my happiness first? means like I'm a human being having a great life and I'm doing this thing and it's so cool, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, it might somewhat be crazy, but that's how crazy you get with like personal development. But it makes you happy rather than feeling I'm gonna achieve that goal, I'm gonna be successful. That's cool, but it's not fulfillment, it's not happiness, you know. I was, I was walking home last night, and just like this, this feeling of huge joy and gratitude just, just came over, and I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't wrap my head around how blessed I am, yeah, right. To, to have somewhere to sleep, to do what I love, yeah. to not be stuck in some job that I hate and uh, just get to interact with cool people like you, like, you know, like Jeremy, like uh, Mike, like my students, like, uh, you know, uh, and, and people who I interview for this, this podcast, like, if like, I was like, I was walking the street and my, my face, you couldn't see my face from my smile, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was like all over my face. Yeah, because it's the best feeling to have when you know your your work matters and you're with uh, with good people that you're helping and they're helping you and you're growing together. See all these needs. When all these needs are fulfilled, then you're happy. You have to be happy. Your brain, your brain is like, okay, everything's cool. I have this. I have that. I have that. Serotonin. I think, I think you you and Mike are very connected because Mike is asking when feeling that negative energy, how do you release it and turn it into positive flow? That's exactly what you answered. You just answered uh, Mike's question. Yeah, I use music. Like music for me is like I'm very connected to music. I, I love music. I love dancing. I love partying. And like for me, music is my. I, I wouldn't say that. I, I would I would trade audiobooks mm -hmm. for music. Really? Yeah, I would. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because it's like, I don't know, just puts my vibes on. Yeah. And people know in my office, like, I come here with my speakers, everyone's dancing. It's like, I always create, I always tell them. And, and they were a bit like, uh, with me in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, look, if we want to work good, I need positive environment mm -hmm. here. I want the place to be tidy, and I need positive energy. Because when I'm in a positive energy, Things go I well. think better, I have better ideas. 
and at the end of the day, I can do my business better. Yes. So I don't go into any, when I everywhere I go, I make my positive energy there. Mm -hmm. And if there's not positive energy in the environment, and I cannot make my thing there. I try as much as possible to stay away from it. Mm -hmm. And if I can't, I keep try to keep myself in my in my state. You know. Cool. And by the way, guys, that doesn't mean running away from your um, negative uh, feelings. It just means experiencing them, learning from them, and moving on. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Yeah, and you have to deal with things like, first of all, we like being away from negativity, because negative feelings are caused by negative thoughts or negative subconscious beliefs mm -hmm. or negative information from the environment, however it can come. Right. So, we deal with this every day. But the way of being a master, and this is where martial arts is also very good, is learning how to deal with that negative energy and learning how. To not let that get to you, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like at a certain point, you can even feel the negative energy around it. You can even feel it in front of you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You absolutely. get to that level. Absolutely, absolutely. I know what you're saying. Awesome. Um, I want you to now. We answered uh, everyone's questions. Now I want you to ask everyone a question, and they can answer in their uh, in the comment section. Okay, ask them a question. Like mm. something, maybe something that you wanted to um, to have more clarity, or uh, something that you're curious about. Hmm. I want to ask you a question, guys. This is very, very interesting. Um, what's your perspective about our roles as humans on this planet and in these lives, and what gets you up in the morning? Interesting. Interesting. Great question. Awesome, guys. I'm looking forward very much to uh, seeing your replies in the comment section. I'll uh, tag um, and um, post all the links to um, Tiberi's uh, Facebook uh, profiles and, I'm sorry, Instagram profiles and Facebook pages. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Thank you very much, Bogdan. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, for liking, for commenting. It means a lot. And uh, I hope that some of the things I shared will help in a way. Thank you very much. Yeah, this was very fun. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening in. I hope this was super valuable for you. And if you want to have unstoppable self-confidence without seeming arrogant, there's a link in the description where you can download the free report. And if you want me to personally help you with your martial arts training so that you get more speed, power, precision, stability, and have a deeper understanding of your body, you go ahead and you check the link for our online academy, which you will find, of course, in the description. And please go ahead and give us a rating on iTunes. It does help and it is very much appreciated. I'll see you next time.